0: Good evening church, welcome tonight to another time of Christian fellowship, to another believers meeting, welcome in the name of the Lord, the Lord's name be praised again tonight. What a wonderful evening we all have again tonight as we join together and learn of the word of God. The Bible enjoins us to do this so much the more as we see the day of the Lord approach. So I want to welcome you all. In the name of the Lord. Now, having come to Bible study. We have not come to make the number. We have come to study and to learn. And the purpose of our studying and learning is to do. And I pray for the spirit of grace. For obedience to the word of God. It's a privilege that we are all children of God, learning at the feet of Jesus, learning of the truth of God, so that we can stand firm in this time. Of great strength in the body of Christ. I don't know how your day has gone today, but whatever has happened in your day, I want to encourage you. Be full of faith, full of hope and life. Jesus came to preach the kingdom. Indeed, there will be a kingdom of God on this earth, and as many as follow him, as many as obey him, will partake in the glory of the kingdom of God that is yet to come. This evening, we shall be continuing. In our study of the word, we have been looking on prayer. Um, we're going press tonight. But before we go on deeply again this evening, examining the word of God, I want us to have a word of prayer again together. Almighty God, and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, through your eternal Holy Spirit, you made the walls. And it just pleased you to call us your own out of this dark world. Out of this world governed and ruled by the principles and and patterns of Satan. But in your mercy, you have chosen to deliver us. And you have moved us into the kingdom of your son. Tonight we have come to learn kingdom principles. And one of the principles of the kingdom we are learning this moment is prayer. Now, Lord Jesus, the head of the kingdom, left us instructions to pray. Lord, as subjects of the kingdom, we pray this evening that you will open our ears and our hearts and eyes to see the truth in your word. Lord, we will not only see, hear, and pursue this truth, we shall also do that you be glorified in the Son. And the Son shall be glorified in you. Cause the Lord through the knowledge you will gain tonight, Lord, many more shall learn of this truth of the kingdom. And will birth more. in the kingdom by prayer. We thank you, God, tonight. Our ears are open, our hearts are open to learn, O God, and we shall come to experiential knowledge of your truth, particularly in prayers. We praise you, Father. We come boldly because we know we have access by the blood and by faith. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah tonight. Um, this evening. I want to talk on the topic. Attitude. In prayer or attitude of prayer. What attitude. Does. Does. Does does prayer require an attitude? Does it require a disposition? How do we approach prayer? How do we present ourselves when praying? What does God want us to do? How do we comport ourselves? How do we manage our thoughts? What attitude do we bring to the place of prayer? What mindset, what disposition, what frame of mind do we come with? You know, sometimes the way we present, sometimes matters. Just imagine Like our Lord Jesus will use physical things to explain spiritual truth. I would also like tonight to deploy such analogies. And I want to listen attentively tonight. Because prayer is very important. And as we come to the place of prayer, we must learn to fulfill all the criteria required by the Lord. And thanks be to God that this criteria is not hidden from us. They've been revealed to us that we might pray right and pray well. Now imagine someone going for an interview and even if nothing is said to the person coming for the interview, we all know that something inside of the person going for the interview tells him you must go early and you must dress well. Am I complicating tonight? There's something we call formal dressing. Without anybody telling you Sometimes, some company might tell you, come formally dressed. Some wouldn't even bother telling you. They assume you know. Or sometimes, they will deliberately not tell you to see how you present. But 99% of the times, everyone going for an interview prepares adequately. No one comes late. In fact, if you are coming late, you'll be running and you want the interviewer to see that you run in in honor of them. Nobody going for an interview will walk there carelessly or dress shabbily. Now, why why am I using this analogy? Because Jesus used the same when he was speaking with Nicodemus in John 3. He says, if we speak to you of earthly things and you do not understand, how will you comprehend when we speak to you of heavenly things? So, when you're able to comprehend physical things, then it's easier to, to comprehend spiritual things. That's why Jesus taught by parables using what they could identify with. He taught them by planting because they, are, they, they were an agrarian society. He taught them through animal husbandry because they, they were keepers of animals. He said them, I'm the good shepherd. He told them about the seed, Matthew 4, Mark 4, Matthew 13. He told them about catching fish because they were fishermen. The kingdom of God is as a man will cast his net into the sea because they could, they could identify with that. So Jesus used physical analogies to clearly express eternal and spiritual and heavenly realities. So in explaining these heavenly realities of prayer, I want to use a physical um, um, analogy to explain. The concept or the idea of prayer is very germane in the life of the church and the church can't, cannot afford to miss the potential and the power inherent in our ability to pray. But one thing we see in the Bible is that God requires an attitude in prayer. There is an attitude. There is a mind disposition. There is a mind alignment that God seeks. And when God looks at it and is missing, then something is wrong. Just like some people feel interviewed by the way they handle the the interview, the way you present yourself to an interviewer tells one who you are to what value you place on the interviewer as this is true in the physical is also true in the spirit let me show you this tonight with the scripture although i didn't think we but told me about tonight to zacharias um zacharias chapter yeah. Let me get there quickly myself tonight. Zachariah. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Zachariah chapter three. Let me show you how this how important this is in the spirit. Um, if I can get that scripture, um I'm trying to get to the group chat. If I can get that scripture in the amplified Um, Let's see how the Bible puts that scripture in the Amplified. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Zechariah chapter 3. I want to read from verse 1. Zechariah 3 from verse 1. The importance of the attitude of prayer. Now I read then the guiding now. I'm reading from the group chat from the amplified version of the Bible. If you can give me verses three and uh, verses three to five also, so we read for context sake. But let me start reading from verse one. Okay, okay, thank you. So I'll read together. Then the guiding angel showed me Joshua. Clothed, okay, I think you are giving um, an, another, okay, three, four, four, okay, all right, so let, let me, let's go. Then the guardian angel showed me Joshua, the high priest, representing disobedient sinful Israel, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at Joshua's right hand to be his adversary and accuse him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan, even the Lord who now and ever has chosen Jerusalem, rebuke you. Is this not a law, a log, snatch and rescue from fire? Verse 3 and 4. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy. You see that down. Joshua was clothed with filthy, nauseatingly vile garments, and was standing before the angel of the Lord. He spoke to those who stood before him, saying, remove the filthy garments from him. And he said to Joshua, see, I have caused your wickedness to be taken away from you, and I will clothe and beautify you with rich robes of forgiveness. And Isaac said, let them put a clean turban on his head so that so they, so they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him with a rich garment and the angel of the Lord stood by. Now, if you look at this story, this was not in the physical. It was in the spirit. But Jeremiah was putting on, sorry, uh, Joshua was putting on a vile, non-seatingly vile garment in the spirit. And Satan saw it. that that presentation was not accepted to the Lord as the priest and something has to be done so that he can rightly present himself before the righteous God. So when we come to the place of prayer Our heart's disposition is important. Let's turn our Bibles tonight quickly to Matthew's gospel, the the twenty-sixth verse, Matthew 26. We'll read from verse 36 through 44. It's not too a long read. Um, I'll I'll read from the KGV from my my end here. Matthew 26, now this is the story of Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane when he was praying and and fighting the, the most important battle of all time, the battle for the redemption of the soul of man. For no one can come to the Father except Idrotha. And we'll read from verse 36 now. Let's do it everybody. Then it Jesus with them unto the place called Gethsemane and said unto the disciples, follow carefully, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. By that, it means began to pray. Verse 38, Then said he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch. The word watch there means pray with me. So the same way I am praying, Pray with me. I'm showing you a pattern. So, this is the attitude. This is the pattern. This is the framework. Hallelujah. This is the required framework for praying. Now, Jesus was praying here a prayer of consecration and dedication of himself in alignment with the purpose of God for his life. So the prayer he prayed, there's a prayer of consecration or dedication. To consecrate means to to yield, to, to separate for a special godly purpose. The same word means to dedicate, to offer for special use. And that's what Jesus was doing here. And he took the disciples, but left them somewhere and took three of them, Peter, James, and John, to show them a pattern, a framework. So he said, "Stay here, that means stay here. And pray with me. So the instruction was to pray. Verse thirty nine. Now remember, if he left them to pray, they are now on their own, but they are they are not too not too far away from from him that they could not see him. But now they are left to imitate him. He has gone ahead to show them the framework, the attitude, the pattern of godly praying, the disposition before God. When we approach God's presence in prayer at any point in time, what should be our disposition in the kingdom? Let's read on tonight. And when he went a little, you know, further and fell on his face and prayed. Saying, oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he came, he committed unto disciples, and find them what asleep and said unto peter what now let's hold on to that word that word what is not you know if you look at what in english is just like an english w-h-a-t but in 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 communication in the nuance that that word produces it's not just what it's an exclamation. It means, didn't you see me? This is how Jesus, you know, addressed them in, in, in surprise. These are the words Jesus just used to them. He says, what? Could ye not watch with me one hour? It means, could ye not pray with me? Could ye not imitate me and pray one hour? Well, guess what? They were asleep. Wow. Now, know that word asleep. Verse 41 Watch and Pray that he enter not into temptation. It means prayer keeps us away from temptation. Prayer energizes us against temptation. Prayer is what gives us the victory, the the necessary energy and spiritual stamina. Let me put my hands here. What do you think made Joseph to run away from Potiphar's wife? His spiritual stamina. See, for if you fail in the days of adversity, your stamina... Is more. What do you think made Daniel to withstand the opposition of the king and his nobles, his stamina in prayer? Same with the three Hebrew boys, same with Paul, same with Jesus, and same will be with you if you if you if you hold your position in prayer. If I tell you otherwise about overcoming temptation, I'm a liar. If I give you 44 charges of overcoming temptation and there's no watch and pray inside, I'm just like you. Watch and pray is, you know why it's jamming? Because this is the extant. you know, Along is that what extant? This is the very words of our Lord. He said, This is how you overcome temptation. Yes, you quote the word though, but the word energized by prayer. The word, the word bathed in prayer. Because he was going through high temptation here. To relinquish the purpose why he came. And the stronger the temptation. The stronger the intense in prayer. I repeat. The stronger the temptation. The stronger the time we put in prayer. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So it means we must make the flesh align with the spirit any time we come to prayer. The flesh and the spirit must not be separate when we pray. Now, if someone says, Pastor, what does that mean? I'll explain. The flesh must not be here. Your spirit is here and you're praying. So something is wrong. God expects both the spirit and the flesh to be in agreement, to be together. Verse 42. He went away again. That's second time. Okay. The second time. And prayed, saying, Oh my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again. For their eyes were heavy. Now, I'm reading this very slowly. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Let's hold on there tonight. So what were they doing all the three times they were sleeping? And what was Jesus communicating with them? That when we come to the place of prayer, God expects our whole being Uh, let me not to jump. It, it means every time there's a call to prayer, you must be ready. You see, um, I, I was tempted to say that when we call for prayer and you are not ready, excuse yourself. No, that is wrong. Whenever prayer is called for, even if you are not set already, you make yourself ready instantly. And I will tell you what to do as you make yourself ready. Now, remember, this is a kingdom principle. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, you know. Recently, there's this issue between Israel and Palestine. Um, we 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 all know it. And in the course of the war, Israel called for for its reservists, and these are young children or old people who have joined and are. And I had a story of a young man who actually did not even tell his parents. He called them while he was in Israel that I am, I am, I have gone to and now no one is forced. But he arrived on the battlefield before telling his parents. He shows you that he was ready. And to go, that means you must leave your job. You must. Either take permission, or you write, or somehow. But at the instant of the call of the nation, he did not consider his job superior. He didn't consider his hunger superior. He didn't consider anything above. He left everything he was doing and obeyed. Attitude. You know, some of us if in our in our early meetings, maybe in our offices, you know how you run to meetings when you are late. I mean, corporate bodies that don't know you. I've seen it. People run. In fact, there was a time when I was having seminar in the banks, bankers will park their car and take bikes. To meet 8 a.m. In fact, 7 30. I repeat, they will park their cars. There were times I also had appointment with them for 7 15. And I'm driving and I'm traffic, I will alight on turbulent Bridge, take a bike to VIOIKUI because I mustn't come late. How come we are so we are so fearful? We are so observant of earthly rule and laws, and we we take for granted or levity the things of God. How come? Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's amazing and surprising that that we 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 take as though it's not very important to honor God with our with our promptness with our heart with our passion with every fiber of our being when we come before him sometimes no wonder Let's look our Bibles tonight you know I've seen people pray as they are praying they are cooking oh as they are praying they are they are they are distracted that means world Folks, in the kingdom, you can't afford to pray and be distracted. He said, there is no one that is enrolled in the army that gets himself entangled with civilian affairs. The moment we come to the place of prayer, if it is 15 minutes, if it is one hour, our total being is required. sometimes we pray our hearts are far away calculating other things maybe this once Christ mentioned said they were asleep they, they were sleeping yours might not be sleep yours might might be lost in thought worrying and focusing on on things that are that are before the presence of God. Oh Father, thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm, this evening I'm just I'm just trying to take it gradually. And the reason we teach these things is for us to make amends and learn the principles of the kingdom of God. Let's turn our Bibles to James chapter five. I will read verse 16b, but let's read verse entire 16. Now remember, as we go to James five, In the account of Mark, or even Luke, in the story of Christ praying in the garden of Gethsemane, the Bible says that his sweat became like blood. His sweat became like blood. It shows you the intensity, the concentration, the purpose, the 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 attitude, the you know you know uh, let me thank you, Lord Jesus. Let me see tonight. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, okay, Mark fourteen is is similar to that. I'm I'm actually looking at I, I think it's in Luke's account. He said the sweat of Jesus in the place of prayer became like blood. Why? Now it means yeah. Thank you. Luke twenty two forty four. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Now let's hold on here. Being in agony, because he knew that it's either this matter is settled here Or them. So he came to the place of prayer with a purpose. You know, sometimes when we come to the place of prayer, we come like nothing is at stake. No, that attitude must change. The first attitude of prayer is something is at stake. Something can be done and it can be done in the place of prayer. Most of us, when we come to a piece of prayer, there's no burden in our heart. Uh, uh, am I closer tonight? Maybe, maybe I won't rush it. There's no burden in our hearts at all. And being in agony, deeply distressed and anguished, almost to the point of death, he prayed more intently. There's a burden. It is, it is, it is, it is a burden-driven prayer that men pray with earnest. It will be a shame if the only time you pray a burden-leading prayer is when you are praying for yourself. The true reflection of your sincerity in God is when the budding is not related to anything that pertains to you, but to someone else. Have you prayed for someone with so much budding to the point that you were not able to leave the place of prayer until... The Lord is training us to come to a place of burning body in your heart. The days of plain Sissy, of plain the weakling, the days are almost over. The days are here when we we'll pray with intense body in our heart and tarry in His presence. You see, in such prayers, time is not enough. In such prayer, time is never enough. Hallelujah. And the only way to pray with intense body is to begin to see things in the eyes of God, with the eyes of God, with the mind of Christ. My prayer tonight is that God will make you see and understand the dangers of men going to hell. Or rather, God will show you what 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 the reality of hell truly is. Maybe it will give you a burden to pray. let your first body for prayer be that you want to buy a car lord Oh, really that's the one he says will be added to you it is a body on that one he said we should body on seeking god's kingdom so the question is what body do you have for god's kingdom to advance Remember, Jesus said, for this reason I came. If this is a reason Jesus came and that reason made him to pray like this, then his reason is not different from our reason because we are his body. As I begin to close tonight, we'll read and then I will continue in our next class. Jesus's reason for coming is not different from ours as the father has sent me so send I you I pray Lord, that, that, that that the Lord will bring us to the reality. Of the truth of the kingdom of God that we belong to. Um, Two scriptures tonight. Some of the things are not things I wrote down, but let's let just go there. Um, Romans chapter chapter nine. Romans. Okay, Romans ten. I'll read two scriptures and then Galatians 4, Romans 10, verse 1. Verse 1. Bread Now, Paul was writing to the bread in Rome and by extension to us. Now, folks, this is the desire of one man, who will I say we are competing with or who we should be like, because we are going to to the same heaven. Pray that the man the stuff, right? Now let me just read, brethren. So he's telling the brethren. He said, "My desire or my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved." Now remember, if Paul speaks like this, I mean, he prays it. It's a desire. Galatians four nineteen. Galatians four nineteen. This this someone's desire, and remember. He's following Jesus' example. And the reason we find so much compromise, so much worldliness in, in the world, in the Christian world today is because the desire to truly pray the mind of God is lost. Galatians 4:19. Tonight I'm trusting the Lord that a holy desire, because this is the only way you can pray endlessly. When the subject, when the object of the praying is the, to see the will of God done. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Tonight I I will close with James 5. But let's read. My little children, see what it says. Of whom I travail in birth. In birth. King James puts it this way my little children of whom i travel in birth again thank you again until you see the word travel there is the word prayer but travel is not passive prayer God requires that the moment we come to the place of prayer, we get in the spirit immediately. And once you get in the spirit, the flesh dissolves into the spirit. I travel. Can I get that scripture in the amplified version of the Bible? I travail, I, I, I push, I groan, I supplicate, yeah. My little children for whom I am again in the pains of labor. This is the kingdom pattern. It's kingdom praying. That means any time you come to the place of prayer, the prayer must envelop you. The prayer must come. If the prayer is not consuming you, then you are not praying yet. If the prayer is not taking your attention, if you are not giving yourself wholly to it, then you are not praying well yet. Our time is almost up tonight. Give me James 5. And then I'll begin to wind down tonight gradually james 5 verse 16 give me in the amplified classic Um, amplified classic and give me also in the nlt the two of them james 5 16 in the amplified classic and in nlt and then i will wind down tonight we'll continue again Thank you for the Amplified Classic. Now give me the NLT. Let me read. Confess to one another therefore your faults, that means your sleeps, your false steps, your offenses and your sins. And pray also one for another that ye might be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer Of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its workings. (laughs) One of the points I will raise tonight as we close is this. Kingdom praying is never passive. Um it means you can't be doing two things at the same time. The prayer you pray and you're eyeing your clothes. Well, it's a prayer to just engage your spirit. You know. But when when it comes to definite requests, you can't be praying and be ironing. You can't be praying and be cooking. It won't work. You can't be praying and be chewing gum. You can't be praying and you're not baby. You can't be praying I don't know if it's what I'm saying tonight. The prayer that is based on the bodings of the Lord, the prayer that is based on fulfilling the, the will of God cannot be prayed passively. The one that you can pray passively is the one that you're just doing to just while away your time, you know, just to get spiritual. That's how I put it. But any praying, what praying at all before the Lord cannot be done passively. It must engage your whole spirit, soul, and body. Godly leading, budding, praying, and not be prayed passively. Therefore, prayer is conscious, decisive, and involving. Prayer is wholehearted. Prayer is focused. Prayer is intentional. Prayer is purposeful. Prayer is the opportunity that God has given to get things done. I repeat, prayer is never perceived. Prayer is conscious, decisive, and involving. Prayer is wholehearted. Prayer is focused, intentional, and purposeful. So when we come to the place of prayer, if it's one hour, it is an opportunity given to us by God to get things done. Therefore, we must seize that moment and focus. For the earnest heartfelt, continuous prayer of the righteous. You can't be praying and watch football. You can't be praying and watch movie. See what Jesus prayed? He says, watch with me. He went to pray. They were sleeping. So if they slept, and you are watching football, or you are you are lost in your thought or wandering in your thought, you are not different from from the one who is sleeping. But in the kingdom, the requirement of the kingdom for prayer is dedication because you give God that moment, just like you give that company that one hour of interview. In fact, your whole, your whole being is dedicated to that encounter for that day. That's how God expects us to come before Him in the place of prayer. You notice in the Old Covenant, the high priest does not joke when he enters into the temple. He prepares. How come now that we have grace? The grace of God should, should cause us to double up than what was done in the Old Testament, not to not water down the cause of grace. Grace should double up. For the grace of God that brings salvation as appeared to all men, teaching us that denying on and worldly loss, we may live soberly in this world as we await the coming of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. You see, when soldiers are given much order, everybody falls in line. You don't wait to feel like free. You just start free until your command officer says, hold it. Or until you feel it is done. Until you perceive a spiritual responsibility we have That keeps our heart. Hallelujah. I pray the Lord gives us understanding tonight that the moment you lock in to pray, your heart is united with Christ. And the Holy Spirit is energizing you to pray. And you pray with a concentration, with a focus, with a purpose, with an intention to fulfilling the will of God. This is what makes a 15 minutes prayer effective. This is what makes a 10 minutes prayer effective is What makes three to four hours of prayer also effective? The involvement of our hearts, the dedication and commitment of our being to the exclusion of every distraction around us. This is the requirement. Perhaps. you have learned one or two things tonight. We will continue from here in our next class and I will pick up certain words for us to examine to further elucidate and expand on this thought. Oh, what a powerful time prayer is. And we pray with all our heart in dedication to God for his will to be done on earth. But I will thank you, Lord, tonight. Thank you because you bring these things to our notice that we we may conform to the principles of the kingdom and fulfill your desire and requirement for prayer in faith. Thank you, God, because you teach us more and help us concentrate on you as we pray henceforth. Thank you for righteous burden. Lord, in this world of so intense distraction and confusion, and manipulation and deception. Lord, keep us in your will and help us to be satisfied with your counsel. Father, every benefit of the kingdom we shall enjoy. Every provision for the children we shall enjoy. Because we profess our faith on you, God. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So the next time you are called to prayer, if it's 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 1 hour, Two hours, three hours, or four, whatever the hour will be, let it be with your heart. The attitude of a believer in prayer. We pick up from here when we meet in the next class by the grace of God. God bless you, folks, tonight. The Lord is preparing you and I for a task in prayer, a task in life, a task in living in this crooked and perverse generation in which we live, that our true light will shine to the glory of God on the earth. God bless you tonight. Have a blessed night, rest all, and have a great day tomorrow in Jesus' name. Amen.